very, very tricky. They love to run screens and just trick plays with Cordell Patterson. Definitely got to be ready for that. What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of WiffCast. It is WiffCast number 12 and in today's episode of WiffCast we are going to be talking about how Washington beat the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It was a nail-biter finish and thanks to some incredible plays from Taylor Heineke and an incredible run from JD McKissick. It, it was one that you had to see to believe and there are many things we can learn from this, uh, a bunch of positive things, a bunch of negative things. Let's start off with some of the negative stuff. I said in my last video, and it happened, uh, Cordell Patterson put on a show against the Washington football team. He had five receptions, 82 yards, three touchdowns, also had six rushes for 34 yards. I told you they're going to run some trickery with Cordell Patterson at the running back position and also in the slot. and at the wide receiver one position at some points as well and that's exactly what they did and for the defense uh they were better but definitely not top 10 what they were supposed to be and definitely i'll probably say not even a top 15 defense as well i mean we were it was better than last week but still a lot of room to improve matt ryan had 283 yards and four touchdown passes that if Matt Ryan had four touchdown passes, we take on Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, both of them later on this season. With one of the toughest schedules in the league, it's definitely going to need our def defense to step up for sure. The linebackers held Kyle Pitts also to a decent game. Pitts had four receptions for 50 yards. I mean, it wasn't, Pitts wasn't really an issue, I would say, and this one was mainly Cordell Patterson. But that was a great job. I was worried with John Bostic and Jamin Davis, how the linebackers would affect and like what if Kyle Pitts would run all over them. Luckily, he did not, and we were able to get the W partly because of that. Also, we need more pressure. Only had one sack in this one, seven now total on the season, which is one of the lowest, I believe, in the league right now. With the Cleveland Browns last week getting nine sacks on a Bears team, which don't doesn't really have an offensive line but still that's more than we've had this entire season plus two chase young still zero sacks on the season the lone sack for this game went to montez sweat on the edge jonathan allen he's our leading sack uh he has the most sacks on the team right now this for the season with three also another negative thing was injuries Curtis Samuel did come back and was a huge factor in this one he didn't really put much on the stat on the stat sheet but he definitely was a big factor, I could tell, because they played him as a decoy, like what I expected. And because he's still coming off that injury, and I wouldn't, I wasn't expecting him to get some big, like, deep plays. He's not really in that form, but he did get some good mid-range plays. His first two catches, I believe, as a part of the Washington football team, both of them were first downs and crucial first downs as well early in the game. Um, in but like I said, injuries. He came back, but a lot of people got hurt. Diami Brown, wide receiver, he had a knee injury, was done for the game after his injury. Cam Sims, the same except with a hamstring. Now this is where it gets kind of bad. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice didn't play the game, 
I don't think he made the trip to Atlanta because of a hamstring injury. I believe I could be wrong. It could be something else, but I'm pretty sure it was a hamstring. Also, this is where it definitely gets bad. Brendan Scherf, a knee injury. He's going to be out for sure at least two weeks per Adam Schefter. It's probably going to be more. Hopefully, it's not something lingering for him for the rest of the season. As we definitely need him because it's probably going to be... I don't see Washington getting a long-term contract with Brendan Scherf. Scherf, I... I think this is his last season in Washington. As much as I want him, I don't see them franchising him again. And they, I just don't see a deal coming soon. But maybe if he's on the bench, maybe... Or not on the bench, but like injured, it might make him more think about the contract and maybe come to terms. So maybe about that, you never know. Also, Logan Thomas, our starting tight end, got hurt. And that played a huge factor later on with Ricky Seals-Jones. Seals-Jones could not catch... I, yeah, he could not catch some crucial passes down the stretch. Also was targeted, I believe, on that two-point conversion that we failed um, near towards in the fourth quarter. So that was a huge, huge part there. Logan Thomas will be week to week. I wouldn't expect him to play next week against the Saints, although that would definitely be a huge plus if he did. Also, one of our uh, deaf people on the cornerback uh, position, I believe he's the fourth-string cornerback, I would say. Torrey McTire, the veteran, he's going to be done for the season with a 20 CL. He was all good, but then on the final play of the game, on the Hail Mary from Matt Ryan, he came down awkwardly on his leg, done for the season with a 20 CL. You hate to see it, especially now with Benjamin St. Juice having an injury. It's definitely kind of not, I mean, it's, the cornerback injuries are kind of adding up a little bit as well. Also, John Bostick with a pectoral injury. He is most likely going to be done for the remainder of the season. This leaves Washington with three linebackers on the active roster. And I cannot stress this enough. Sign Jamie Collins. I don't care if it's if, it, if he's asking for a lot. Of course, not. don't sign him if it's way too much. But uh, if, if it's price right now, I would go up to Jamie Collins' thing, depending on what Jamie Collins' thing is. But if it's only a few million, if I was Washington right now, Definitely looking to sign him because right now we've only got three linebackers on the active roster. Probably if we don't sign Jamie Collins, but maybe even if we still do, we will promote someone from the practice squad because I still think we have a linebacker on the practice squad. Now we look at some positive things for this game. Taylor Heineke, a huge positive and a huge momentum booster. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions on this game. I know that the uh, Falcons secondary isn't the best in the league by far. But still, a huge confidence booster, just not throwing any picks. I believe the last two games, he's thrown picks in both of them. So that's definitely a momentum booster. 23-33 to 33 for 290 yards for Taylor Heineke. So that is definitely big. And also, he led the game-winning touchdown drive in the closing minutes of the fourth quarter. Another big momentum booster and a huge step for Taylor Heineke, as that is now the second his second game-winning drive in his first four career starts. Crazy stuff from him. Also, it was the beginning of October, first game of October, and you know what that means? That means a scary Terry time. Terry McLaurin, six receptions, 123 yards, two touchdowns, and this is his second 100-plus yard game on the year, both of those being the two wins that Washington has. If Terry can have an explosive month in October against these big teams coming up, Saints, Chiefs, uh, Bucks. Like Packers, uh, it it's gonna 
that if he can have good games, we'll definitely have better shots at winning these games. Well, his year total so far, 25 receptions, 354 yards, and 3 touchdowns. Next week, the Saints will be coming marching into Washington in another NFC South showdown. I'll have the preview for that game coming out in Friday's episode. See you guys in the next one. Peace. She said I hate my day job. I don't feel it. I need race car. Top down to match my ceiling. I don't have none.